Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Hi, filmmakers. Joining us today is David Albert Pierce. He's a managing partner of Pierce Law Group, LLP. It's an eight-attorney entertainment boutique law firm specializing in representing the needs of independent producers, entertainment industry investors, and talent. Now, uh, David, before you came on the show, you know, as is customary, I got I got this magnificent bio of all of your accolades and accomplishments. So I don't mean to truncate, you know, what you do down to just one little paragraph there, but um, you, you want to hop in and just give us a little bit of a background in terms of why you chose entertainment law, and then I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about fi- film finance. Uh, you know, just uh, was kind of uh, uh, destined to be an attorney from the time I was a, a little kid. I had a had some wits about me and a big mouth, and they said, you know, he, he should be an attorney, and that's just the way it. Uh, I would, you know, I always just knew I was gonna. That's what I was gonna do, and I had an early love for uh, for show business and you know a passion for for films. Uh, also, uh, the world of, uh, of of comedy, and um, so I just uh, yeah, I think the funny thing is my my mother was so afraid that I would just you know have a uh, unstable career in entertainment that she would always say, "Don't go into entertainment, go into entertainment law," and uh, that was just like almost her mantra. And the day I graduated the law school and said, "I'm, I'm moving out to L.A.," you know, to, to, to pursue entertainment law. Like where is this coming from? I'm like, what are you talking about? That was your your mantra for like the past ten years. Um, so I, I always I, I for from an early age I, I knew I wanted to do entertainment law really before I even knew what entertainment lawyers did. Um, and I uh, I graduated from Cornell Law School and as I said the day I graduated I uh, well it was shortly after right right before the bar exam here in California I flew out took the bar exam started uh, my career in management side labor and employment law because it's Awfully tough to just segue right into entertainment. Um, did that for four years uh, with always knowing that a great deal of what entertainment attorneys do day in day out involves uh, labor and employment law. Just the you know the employees are you know cast and crew members. Um, so that's how we began the practice was uh, a specialty in management side labor and employment uh, for the entertainment industry. Uh, we, you know, over the years grew into a full-service entertainment law firm that does film finance, production council, distribution deals. Um, we represent uh, uh, we represent talent and producers. Um, we work in film, television, um, like say intellectual property. We work with uh, individual financiers on films for their. Uh, we're uh, well versed in securities laws and uh, bank lending. So one of the things that stands out to me in, in that long list of awesome things that you do, which by the way, we could talk probably all weekend uh, and the services your, your law firm offers is, is just as vast, but I'd love to dive into film finance and specifically something that's a mystery to me and I'm sure all of our listeners is tax credits. What the heck are tax credits? And then you hear about tax rebates and what the heck are tax rebates? And I'll, I'll challenge you a little bit more. How do you kind of fit that in to a holistic approach to some sort of financing deal on your film? Great, great question. Great question. Let's, let's take apart the, the, the first part about 
what what is a tax credit and what is a tax rebate and the um the, you know, the, the, when you're talking about either or, the gen- generic term is tax incentives. There are incentives for that state and uh, federal governments will, um, you know, give if you go to their country or you know the particular state in the U.S. Uh, to encourage the producers to spend money within their jurisdiction, and hopefully that in turn will boost the economy by uh, you know local jobs, and not only the local jobs, but their the, 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 the out-of-town cast and crew are staying in local hotels, they're eating in local restaurants, they're using local vendors. So that's the public policy behind tax credits. Bring in those multi-million dollar Hollywood projects into our state and infuse all that money into our state. Now, there are two types of tax, cre- tax incentives. A tax credit is... Uh, a, a credit, meaning it's an IOU that the state government will give the producer at the end of the film. Uh, so if it's a 20% tax credit, and you, uh, the first thing to look at is how much money did you spend in the particular state? Let's say you're doing, let's say you spent a million dollars in their state. You might have spent, uh, your whole budget on the film was, 1.5 million, but only 1 million was money that actually qualified as being spent in the particular state where you're at. Like post-production or something might be in another state? But post-production might be in another state. Um, some, some places uh, exclude above-line talent. Some jurisdictions include above-line uh, uh, talent. Some will say, uh, will allow you to include um, the actors, uh, if the actor has a loan out corporation that's registered to do business in their state, and then you have to encourage the actor's rep to, um, to register to do business and, and make sure that they're paying taxes within, within the state in which they're actually earning, uh, those, those funds. Um, there's a whole list of the, the devil is in the details with, with, uh, tax incentives. You definitely want, to one, as a producer, you want to know the basic rules of how it works, but before you actually invoke them, you want to have someone that can hold your hand and read the fine print and make sure that you've done everything you need to do to get the tax incentive issued to you. And if you don't follow all the rules, the state will say, you didn't follow our rules, you should have, we're not giving you the money. And I actually know one situation, was not my film, we didn't advise them, but I've heard the situation, where they lost out on all of their tax credit money because they forgot to put in the end credit the little, the little logo of the particular state in which they were filming and said filmed with, with, you know, in the great state of blah, 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 you know, via their film fund. That would be so heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really, and that, that, is a, that is a true story. And there's lots of, you know, it's, it's the government. They're bureaucrats. You know, we want it done in triplicate. We want it done this way. You know, you have to, they, they want to see all your accounting. But getting back to the basic definition, if, a, if, a, if you have a 20% tax credit, first thing you do is you identify the qualified spend, which is just a fancy way of saying, how much money did you spend in our state? And that, that is verifiable. 
and that they can look at and they can see the receipts. Ah, yes, you did eat at this Denny's in our downtown. That counts. You did eat. You did stay in this hotel. You did rent uh, lights from a, a local uh, lighting rental company. They take all of that. They figure out the qualified spend. Let's say the qualified spend was $1 million and the tax credit was 20%. The tax, that means $200,000, you get a $200,000 tax credit issued from the state. What does that mean? It means you have an IOU that the next time you pay tax in the great state of, you know, just pick a, any, any, any state, um, you know, Georgia, this coupon entitles you to 20% off value, you know, $200,000 towards your next tax payment in Georgia. Well, you guys live in California. You just went to Georgia. You spent money in Georgia. You didn't earn money in Georgia. You're not paying personal tax in Georgia. Right. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking about my next production. I want to figure that out. Where am I? That might not even take place in Georgia the next time. Right. right. So what you need to do, so, so you now have a coupon good for $200,000 the next time you pay tax in Georgia. And I, you know, that's about as valuable as uh, a two hundred dollar, you know, coupon for a a, a a burger, an actual meat burger, not the not the Impossible Burger at Burger King. You know, what you you can here's here's a coupon for two hundred free hamburgers, and you're a vegetarian. You're like, what the hell am I going to do with two hundred free hamburgers? I'm a vegetarian. I can't eat this. Somewhere in the world, there is someone that loves Burger King so much that they would salivate to have a coupon that says this is good for 200 burgers at Burger King. So you find the guy that likes burgers and the vegetarian sells his $200 coupon to the burger eater. Now the burger eater is not going to pay $200 for a coupon worth $200. He might pay $150. And now, you know, for so he paid $150 and he gets to buy $200 worth of hamburgers at Burger King, and the vegetarian who doesn't even like Burger King is $150 richer. That's a t- uh, so that's the tax credit system. In films, you get $200,000 IOU the next time you pay tax in Georgia, but the problem, the problem is you don't pay tax in Georgia, but there are very wealthy people in the state of Georgia that, just like the ravenous hamburger eater, would be, would be salivating at the thought of having a coupon that they can attach with their tax bill and that count for $200,000. Now, maybe you sell, sell that off to, to four different people, you know, 50000 each. But maybe we, we find a really, really wealthy guy in Georgia, Ted Turner, somebody uh, that, that pays huge tax in the state of, of Georgia, and they want that $200,000 $200, rebate, and maybe they'll pay you one hundred and seventy-five thousand to get the two hundred thousand dollar coupon. They just saved twenty-five thousand dollars in their taxes. And just like the vegetarian who sold the coupons in Burger King, you've got a, you're one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars richer, and you know you got rid of this coupon that would otherwise be meaningless to you. The guy who gave the one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars gets two hundred thousand dollars off his tax. That is a tax credit, and usually because you don't, you don't automatically know who these high net worth individuals in Georgia are that want the tax credit, you will need a 
tax credit broker, an intermediary who maybe for 5 to 10% of the transaction or whatever they may charge will say, I will find you, the guy who holds the coupon with, a, with someone that wants to buy the coupon. So let's take off. So uh, we, we sold the, the coupon for $175,000. let us take off another, another uh, $15,000 for the fee paid to the intermediary who found that guy. So now the $200,000 tax credit actually has a hard dollar value back in the producer's hands of $160,000. But, but it's still money that comes back, and that's... That's the that's, deal, right? That is money that, that goes right into the producer's pocket. But uh, now that's a tax credit. A tax rebate is even better. A tax rebate, there's no middlemen. And there's no coupon that says, I owe you, this, this money can be used the next time you pay tax in the state of Georgia. Rather, the tax rebate says you're entitled to 200, you, you, you spent a million dollars, qualified spend in our state. 20% of that equals 200000 Here is a check for $200,000 payable in your name. You deposit it. The 200000 equals $200,000. So if you're ever in a state that offers a 20% rebate and you're deciding whether to shoot there or in a state that uh, offers a 20% credit, the rebate state will always be worth more because a twenty percent rebate on a two on a million dollar tax spend or qualified spend equals two hundred thousand dollars in a check written to the producer. If it's a twenty percent credit, you're going to get a coupon for two hundred thousand dollars, but you're going to have to pay a middleman to find a wealthy taxpayer who wants that coupon, sell it to them at a discount. So for you, the two hundred thousand becomes, you know, one one forty. And for the tax credits, are they all transferable in the way that you're talking about, or are some tax credits non-transferable? You again, you need to read the fine print. Yeah. Most today, most modern tax credits with, you know, here in in, in the U.S. are transferable um, because it, it, it's it's just the. Again, in order for them to be successful, the idea is they want to promote foreign corporations to come into their, their state and to spend money there. And they realize if they have a credit situation, it has to be transferable. Um, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, the, like I said, the, the, the independent filmmakers uh, are just going to be out of the running. It's only going to be for people that set up a permanent shop in the state that, right. uh, and, 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 and when you're in a state like that, usually what you'll do is you'll, or if you're in a jurisdiction that's, that's that way, I know some, some jurisdictions have requirements on the ownerships and things like that. Um, you have to team up with a production services company in that state that, uh, can utilize, you know, that, that is successful enough and pays enough taxes that they could they could actually utilize that and and somehow you internally monetize it. But most most places, most of the usual suspects, the states where where you know filmmakers gravitate towards, do have the transferable uh, tax tax credit. And, and like uh, so, you're saying, though, you're also finding the tax rebate states a lot more appealing. Tax rebate, yeah, twenty percent tax rebate is going to be 
you know, uh, the, the, the full amount. The credit, you always have to factor in the discount of uh, the middleman who fi- and, the, and the ultimate buyer uh, of the... Um, you know, of, of, the, of, of, of the credit. Now, the other thing that you need to bear in mind, a lot of people forget about this and they get in trouble, is you have to, and this gets to the second part of your original question, is you have to piece this all together like, you know, pieces of a pie or pieces of a puzzle as part of your financing scheme. And yes, you, let's say you're in a rebate state and you know you're going to have a million-dollar qualified tax spend so you know you're going to be getting $200,000 check back from the government. The next question is, when do you get that money back? And you need to know before cameras roll that you're going to get that money back you know, in time for when your cash flow needs are going to require that, that we need that last 200000 for post-production. Now, what if the government doesn't issue the check quick enough and you have vendors and you have post-production needs that, that require an outlay of money now? You will very likely need to have a loan against the tax credit. So you find a lender who understands how tax credits work. They look at all the paperwork. They said, yes, yes, this looks, you're, you've, you've done everything right. You know, you followed the rules or let's make sure you got that logo for the state on their end credits. Uh, Yeah, there's no reason why this check shouldn't be issued. Um, So we're going to take the transferable tax credit or tax rebate money that's going to come. We're going to use that as collateral and we will now give you the the 200,000 that you need to finish the film. And bear in mind now, if you're with a credit or rebate, if you do need to use that loan, the loan is going to have bank fees and interest tied to it. So, kind of back to your middleman scenario in some way. Right, right. So maybe you don't. So maybe you don't get a full two hundred thousand dollar loan on a two hundred thousand dollar rebate. You might only get another, you know, a hundred and forty thousand dollar loan because they want to leave a little something in there to cover the the interest and the bank fees and, and whatever uh, else you may have have there. If it's a tax credit and you're already down the value is already down to hundred and forty thousand because of the brokers and the and, and the and the discount that you had to pay to sell it, well now you also maybe the loan comes down to only a hundred and twenty five thousand. Uh, because you want to account for your bank fees and your interest and things like that. So, um, you, you know, producers don't have to be tax attorneys. They don't even have to be accountants. But if they can understand the general overview, you know, how these basic issues work, you can surround yourself with experts who can, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, and, and uh, you know, fill out all the, all the paperwork. But the big issues... How much money is this really coming to us? You know, I'm going to have to pay a middleman. I'm going to have to pay some discount. Just be aware of those issues. Let let me ask you this real quick, too. When I'm budgeting, we'll go back to your example of a million-dollar film, right? Do I Mm -hmm. budget in post-production in that? I'm just going to use some of the examples you brought up. So do I budget in post-production to that budget, or do I keep post out? with the thought that that's a separate budget that I'll do in another state because when the tax rebate comes back to me, 
in in the scenario we talked about, minus all the fees or the middleman commissions and that kind of stuff. When it comes back to me, I have 140,000 to cover posts, but now I got to do that in another state because if I try to do it all in the same state, or am I thinking about this wrong? Yeah, no, well, uh, you know, you can have different budgets for different things. Overall, for your for your investors, want to know what the, the the total budget is all in. You know, you you have to have one that that covers everything. And keep in mind that even if you don't split it up, they're not looking at the budget so much as they are the qualified spend. Got it. So what you're it. so you're saying, well, they just need to see the production budget. There's going to be some things on the production budget that might not fit into the qualified spend either. You know, like the uh, the purchase of the screenplay. You know, if you bought the screenplay and the writer lives in New York and you're in California, you bought, you bought you know, the, the, the $250,000 that you paid for the screenplay or the $50,000 you paid for the screenplay, that's not going to be part of the qualified spend. You know, the, 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 the writer's not living in Georgia. You know, the purchase occurred outside of Georgia. It's not going to fit into the criteria of, yeah, count that towards, and then we'll give you 20%. I, I totally get it now. You know, all this time, and, and again, at the beginning of this conversation, I, di- I didn't know a lot about tax credits and tax rebates. Yeah, we, we did. a lot of people try to keep it extra complicated because they, it, 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 like I said, you don't have to know the, the minutia, but the general terms, it's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty easy. And the, and the, and the Burger King uh, hamburger for uh, coupons for vegetarians always gets that across perfectly. People go, oh, I get it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, that was, we have that no was, use for the coupon. That was a great analogy, and it made me hungry. <laughs> but but um, yeah, real quick before we wrap up. So, so going back to the scenario, I always thought that your tax credits or your tax rebates were linked to your actual budget. That's why I brought up the question about budgets. But you're saying it has everything to do with qualified spend. So that changes the calculus a little bit because now I could go to any of these states and just spend a million bucks and then, you know, in production. But now I know, you know, again, our scenario, I'm still going to have the $140,000 that'll kick in later on to cover post. And, and it doesn't matter because it's based on spend, not my budget. That, that's right. And, and, and a lot of times the, uh, the, the, the check doesn't come until you know, after April 15, the next year, you know, it's like when it's tied in with like a tax uh, 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 refund type situation. So you really, that, that's where the nitty gritty, that's where you want an accountant. That's where you want, you know, uh, your, 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 your finance uh, attorney to, to know it ahead of time. This is when the check is going to come because so many people are so surprised. Like, Oh, I thought we were going to get that rebate check and it didn't come for an extra eight months. Well, it shouldn't have been such a surprise. Somebody knew when that check was really going to come, and you know they just didn't you know share that information with you, and you didn't ask that right question. Yeah, and then that puts you in a situation where you're scrambling, and nobody wants that. That's right. Um, I assume because we're talking about this uh, primer on film finance as well as tax credits and tax rebates, I assume your law firm helps out a lot with this kind of stuff. This is one of my, my, my favorite uh, areas to, uh, to practice in. Uh, the, one of the great parts about our, the variety and diversity of our practice is uh, as the managing member, I can just hop on from, from one thing to another. So, you know, we, uh, it, it, it's, we're not just doing the same deal over and over and over and over again and, and you know, just very cookie cutter. Um, we do, you know, all sorts of everything from very vanilla to very exotic, uh, you know, financing and, and, and other types of, uh, interesting, uh, contract structuring. But I, I really enjoy playing with 
the financing structure and putting together the pieces of the puzzle, you know, where they all where they all fit and you cobble together a little bit of money from a lot of different sources and you suddenly have your film budget. I guess the other question is for any filmmaker listening to this, what kind of budget ranges are you looking to work with? Our, our firm pretty much can create a legal package for whatever budget you you have to contend with. Um, and the way we do, the way we structure, people always want to ask, well, how, how much do you charge for production counsel? It's like saying, well, how long is the length of string? Wait, 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 let me see the string. Uh, you know, prudent production counsel will not give a price quote until they take a look at the amount of work that's actually needed. You need to lift up the, the hood of the car and, and see what, you know, what, what type of work is, is required or reasonably think is, is required. So we go through... Uh, an initial intake with a prospective client uh, in much the same way that a line producer develops a budget. You know, so we want to know, you know, is it a period piece? Is it a contemporary piece? Is it going to be shot in, in a studio or on location? Well, contemporary on location, there could be a lot of clearance issues and trademarks and things like that. And we'll just just factor that in the back of our head. We're probably going to, you know, as opposed to this is science fiction on a, on a, on a lot. Okay, there's not going to be any clearance issues. They're all going to be fanciful costumes. What is the chain of title like? Is it, is it the screenwriter is also the producer? Is it a nice clean chain of title? Is there, you know, is there, are there possible disputes among the writers? Uh, did Is someone going to, to claim that they had some lien from an option? You know, we want to understand how the property was acquired by the producers and what potential issues might arise from that. Uh, how many actors? Are we dealing with big name actors or are we really going to, you know, everyone is just, you know, they might not even be SAG and you're working on some, you know, their new media agreement that allows both uh, union and non-union actors or something like that. Right? If, if you're just dealing with SAG and not the other unions, that's going to be a lot less lawyer work than if it's a, a project that has DGA, WGA, OTC, Teamsters, and SAG. So we, we get a good sense of all the potential legal needs you might need for your film. And then we say, and, we take, and there is some reference to the budget as well, and we say this is what we can do for an, a, a gold medal package where we really act as your outside business affairs office and you focus all your attention on creative issues, and we got everything handled soup to nuts from the time you turn on the lights in pre-production to the time you shut them off uh, at, the, uh, at the time of delivery to the distributor, we're with you, and we'll give you that price. Now, you know, that you usually need to have some strong budgets for that. Uh, the, the next alternative, which works for many, is a silver metal package, where we say, okay, there's going to be some limits. And maybe we can cut, we're going to do this Screen Actors Guild signatory work, but you do all the other signatory work for all the other um, unions. If you get in trouble, you can, uh, you know, you can call us and we can, you know, we can answer some questions for you, but you can mostly do the sign up for the WGA and DGA, et cetera. Um, and, there, and, and now we've shaved off legal time so we can, you know, we can give a, a reduced package, reduced bill. Um, you know, maybe we say we're going to do only four actor agreements, the big, the real hard ones. And the other actor agreements are going to be just very simple, you know, fill-in-the-blank forms with standard terms. And, and hopefully these, uh, these actors that don't have lawyers will just sign them 
or if the changes are simple enough, you know, you can, you can run them by us or something like that. So we create different packages, a gold, silver, or you can even have a bronze, you know, or, or, or if something less. Um, sometimes people will say, you know, we have such a small budget, we just need basic crew agreements, basic location and clearance release ag- agreements for, for props and set dressing, and we need you to do, you know, two actors and give us a, a form contract for the rest, and then we'll say, and, and we'll throw in maybe uh, 10 to 20 hours of, of questions for however you want to use them during the production. And for something like that, it's very inexpensive, um, you know, bare-bones production council. So Generally, would- we don't... We don't like to do that because, you know, it, 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 it's actually less legal work, you know, to do things right from the start and, and, make, and be on top of things rather than you're a little more reactive. You're kind of holding your breath, hoping that nothing bad happens. And when it does, then, you know, we might have to come on and, uh, you know, that, that might be for, you know, additional fee hour work or, or we figure out some way to enhance the legal fee if you get into, into difficulties. But we do like to try and find something for every budget range. If somebody wanted to figure out whether or not it made sense to hire you, do you have a website? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pierce, LLP.com. That's Pierce is P-I-E-R-C-E. L-L-P as in partner.com. Well, thank you, David. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to chat with us about, you know, tax credits and tax rebates and film finance and also, frankly, how to hire an entertainment attorney. I appreciate you. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. I'd be happy to come back anytime you want me. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.